0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: The BYU football program is en route to New Mexico to get ready for the New Mexico Bowl on Saturday. What is the latest with regards to guys like Jaron Hall? We'll get into that. We'll also pay tribute to the pirate himself, Mike Leach, who sadly passed away earlier this week. And we continue to keep an eye on the transfer portal. It goes on and on and on. What is up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Always appreciate you guys checking out the show and making it part of your daily routine. We're very proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and we are your only daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. The goal here, simply stated, make sure you guys are the smartest BYU fans in the room. by giving you all the news and notes that you guys can handle in about 25 to 30 minutes every single day. All right, let's get into it but a quick reminder that our title sponsor today is our friends over at Omaha Steaks. Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart, my friends. A gift that will be remembered with every unforgettable bite. Order with complete confidence today, knowing that you're ordering the very best. OmahaSteaks.com is the website. 50% off right now on the website, and you can save an extra $40. Off your order using the promo code Locked On at checkout. Check it out, my friends. It's Omaha Steaks sponsoring uh, today's show. All right, let's get right into it. The BYU football program is on their way to New Mexico today. They will be taking uh, flights out of Provo to Albuquerque, a relatively short flight, and Based on what I understand, uh, conversations with some people around the BYU football program with all the family that is traveling with BYU as they typically do with these bowl games. They are taking two Jets, count them, two Jets to Albuquerque, New Mexico to make sure everybody in the traveling party will get there safe and sound. And obviously, looking forward to the matchup on Saturday. Aaron Roderick spoke to the media yesterday and said that uh, as of Monday, he had some uh, hope that Jaron Hall might be cleared to play in the game on Saturday. Then he said yesterday when he spoke to the media that that feeling from Monday was dampered a little bit just based on what he was hearing/slash seeing from Jaron Hall. Everything that I understand is that Jaron Hall has still yet to practice for the BYU football program this week. But I know that uh, sounds like it might be okay. Well, then you can't play him. No, Jaron Hall, everybody has been so good for so long at BYU that I truly believe this coaching staff is. Gonna to give him every, and I mean, Every opportunity to get healthy for this game. It might literally be the game timiest of game time decisions When it comes to Jaron Hall be similar to the as I already already mentioned this earlier this week on the podcast It'd be like the Notre Dame situation Uh, He did not practice all week long had a pretty significant shoulder injury Got that shot up pregame and felt good enough and loose enough He could go out there and play now some would argue He probably should have rested that game and given another quarterback an opportunity But nonetheless, I think the BYU's intent on like I said giving every opportunity to guys like Jaron Hall to play in this game. Now, the depth chart, I tweeted it out earlier this week and a number of you pointed out there were two very notable omissions from the offensive side of the football with regards to offensive guard Harris Lachance and tight end slash fullback Mason Wake. Uh, And talking with people around the BYU football program, and it was confirmed by Coach Roderick yesterday, that Harris Lachance had undergo, they called it a non-football surgery that he needed to undergo that has knocked him out for the rest of the season. So we wish Harris the best. Uh, That is is the last time we will have seen him in a BYU uniform was against Stanford. Uh, he made it very clear in training camp that this was his final season in a Cougar uniform. He's accepted an invite to the Hula Bowl, which will be January 14th in Orlando, Florida. Don't ask me why the Hula Bowl was moved out of Hawaii. Uh, okay, it was moved out of Hawaii for the pandemic to Orlando, Florida, but has never moved back. But nonetheless, he'll be taking part in the Hula Bowl. It's a postseason showcase event for NFL Draft hopefuls, and we wish Harris the best and hopefully he's all healed up from that surgery by the surgery by the time uh, that event takes place. Now, with regards to Mason Wake, I had not heard anything about him. I have not able to unearth any information in talking with our hashtag sources uh, about the situation. But Coach Roderick said yesterday that Mason's been dealing with some illness, and he said he's not not one hundred percent certain with regards to his availability but if the trend holds true that when BYU has lost a player for the season when they are going to be unavailable in this case for this game against SMU on Saturday they, they are quote unquote lost for the season they have been taken off the depth chart all season long it, it, it's been a pretty hard and fast rule that if they are unavailable to play they are not on the depth chart so at this point my friends Jaron Hall being on the depth chart means that BYU is holding out hope that he can play versus Harris Lachance and Mason Wake not being on there, don't count on seeing them out there on Saturday. I uh, Did see uh, Max Tooley wandering on the BYU football facility yesterday in an in arm sling. He underwent shoulder surgery recently and wish him the best. There's going to be a number of guys, by the way, that uh, coming up this offseason. Uh, we've talked about the fact that there's going to be mass turnover on the personnel side of things. Well, don't be surprised if you see a number of guys undergoing surgeries. That, that's the thing about football. It is a brutal sport. It, 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 it hurts. It, any of you who have suited up at any level of football know the dings and dents that you pick up and the higher you go up in terms of the level you play at whether it's pop warner to junior high to high school to college to the nfl it gets more and more painful and just surgeries and rehab and all that stuff are just part of the equation so you wish a guy like Max Thule the best obviously I'm expecting him to travel with the team to New Mexico to take in the festivities but there's uh, there there's gonna be a lot of guys when it comes to the offseason shoulder surgeries maybe uh, lingering knee issues you can name it. It's it's so crazy how many different things pop up, but uh, don't be surprised if he, a bunch of guys on social media suddenly after the season wraps up end up uh, undergoing uh, some kind of procedure. Now, one other note real quick on this. We're going to talk more about the transfer portal here in just a moment, is that BYU, they're getting after it. Uh, they are absolutely doing work. Aaron Roderick, I mentioned this yesterday, he said that the, the calendar right now is just absolutely insane because BYU's players are dealing with finals, bowl prep, coaches are dealing with bowl prep, but in addition to that, they got to monitor the transfer portal. They're out on the road recruiting. Uh, it, it feels like these guys are getting absolutely just run over with regards to all the different responsibilities that they have. But as Coach Roderick said, I don't sleep a lot this time of year, but you know what? It, it's what I love to do. It's what we signed up for. It's the job we are required to do. Now, let's talk a little bit more about the transfer portal. For a number of you out there worried that BYU may, may not be doing their due diligence when it comes to bringing in talent. Well, I think the, the the social media response we've seen this weekend should give you some indication of what BYU is doing in that regard. We'll get to that in just a moment. First, though, a word on our friends over at Omaha Steaks. We talked about them in the open, but they are absolutely incredible, my friends. For the last, I think I said, I've said i said this before, four to five years, my mother-in-law has sent me a box from Omaha Steaks, and just absolutely incredible. The steaks are great. The chicken is phenomenal. Even their hot dogs. they got these big, uh, the Frankfurters as well i call them they're just really big juicy hot dogs absolutely incredible that, that's what i love about omaha steaks they have put together a delicious selection of various gift packages to make shopping for the ones you love nice and easy this per this time of year go to omahasteaks.com and take advantage of a 50 percent off site-wide sale plus use the promo code locked on to get at checkout to get an additional 40 excuse me 40 dollars off your order so think about this 50% already taken right off the top at OmahaSteaks.com, but then when you use our promo code Locked On, you get four, an additional $40 off your order, my friends. It is a no-brainer. Get to Omaha Steaks right now. Take advantage of this deal. You can get their butcher's cut filet mignons, any type of cut of steak. They've got their uh, air-chilled boneless chicken, burgers, ready-to-go meals, comfort-type food. It's 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 incredible. I, I, I cannot recommend it enough, so don't wait. Order today and beat the shipping rush. Go to OmahaSteaks.com and use that promo code locked on at checkout once again 50% off site-wide right now in addition to using the promo code locked on for an additional 40 uh, 40 dollars it's not 44 40 percent 40 dollars off your order our good friends over at omaha stakes just a reminder the minimum order may be required but check it out 50% off right now at OmahaStakes.com. make sure you use that promo code locked on
0: it's Kubota orange day shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors zero-turn mowers and utility vehicles
1: All right, uh, before we get into the transfer portal, just a quick reminder, if you want to catch up on all the news you may have missed in the sports world, whether it comes to the NFL, NBA, uh, NHL, MLB college sports. Our friends over at Locked On Sports Today have got you covered. Make it your second listen uh, after this show. It is uh, everything. Like I said, you, you, a lot of you probably go to the sports pages, whether it's ESPN, CBS Sports, whatever you you frequent. This is the audio format of that. Check out Locked On Sports Today wherever you get your podcast On this app, YouTube, and just the various other podcast platforms out there. Whatever you might be fancying, check out Locked On Sports Today. Alright, the transfer portal rolls on and on and on, it just continues to spin and it's going to pick up. Uh, Now let me uh, add one thing, I actually had a question, I guess I'll throw it right now. A number of you uh, have been sending in questions all week long and if you want to get in, we'll do a mailbag edition of the podcast uh, for our Thursday edition, we call it our mailbag Thursday you guys essentially engineer the show with any questions you guys might have, you can be sending those in right now uh, via the comments section on YouTube if you happen to be watching this online or if you just want to email us, uh, lockedonbyu at gmail.com is the easiest way to get Status there or on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, locked on Cougars. Now, I'm going to get to a question that came in earlier this week uh, from Bill, and he sent this in saying, Jake, uh, what is the status right now with regards to BYU and the transfer portal? I feel like they've been off to a very slow start relative some, to some other teams out there. Can you give us some insight as to what is going on with the BYU football program? Well, Bill, I, I can tell you this much BYU, maybe they got off to, I guess, a quote unquote slow start, but they have picked up the pace. That's the thing about this. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the reports out there. Jackson Payne from the Daily Universe, who's pretty well connected for a student reporter out there. i got to give him his props. He's absolutely uh, killing it On the BYU beat from the student side, uh, student perspective at the Daily Universe. Uh, He lifted the lid on a a rumor out there and confirmed it, and I've since been able to talk to some people that uh, former Notre Dame quarterback Drew Pine has visited BYU. So make that two quarterback visits in the past four to five days. Uh, First was Keaton Slovis, the former USC and Pitt quarterback. He was on campus over the weekend with his family checking things out, and Drew Pine has come on campus. And uh, Pine is an interesting uh, prospect because a number of you probably saw him. Play against BYU in that Notre Dame BYU matchup. And he was very, very good in that game, albeit BYU, for whatever reason, decided to let Michael Mayer just be the guy to, to kill him all game long. But when you have a tight end of that caliber, Drew Pine was very smart to hit that man and make sure that he was fed the football. Drew Pine uh, had a pretty decent season, all things considered, filling in for an injured uh, uh, court. He was uh, the second string quarterback. Uh, their starter, Tyler Sh- uh, Shuck- Buckner? No, Buckter. Yeah, Buckter got injured. Uh, I want to say Tyler Shuck, but he's the quarterback at Texas Tech. But nonetheless, uh, Drew Pine filled in... uh And he ended up passing for 2,021 yards, 22 touchdowns against six interceptions on a 64.6 completion percentage. His QB rating is 155.3, which is actually a very, very good QB rating. Uh, For comparison's sake, Jaron Hall, who's had maybe his finest season in a BYU uniform, uh, he's at uh, a rating of 160.8. So this is not too far off, speaking of what Drew Pine's been capable of doing. Now, do I think Drew Pine is like the guy you push all your chips into the middle of the table? Able and say, I'm all in on Drew Pine. No, I don't think he's the guy because the the, the knock on Drew Pine is he's a, he's a top-level prospect. He's been that. He was a guy was a three- or a four-star prospect depending on which recruiting service you happen to frequent coming out of high school. But he's not very big. They generously, generously and I I, I say generous because I don't believe this for a second, they generously listed him at Notre Dame at 5'11", 198 pounds. I'd venture to say he's probably closer to 5'10", a buck 80, a buck 85, He's not the biggest guy in the world. But what he does have, what he'll be bringing to BYU, is he is a guy who has got three years of eligibility remaining. So he would come in and essentially slide in where he, if he is the backup, he's a quality backup for BYU as he proved to be a a Johnny-on-the-spot, Baylor-Romney-type player to fill in for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish this past season and led them to a very, very good record. That's the other thing about this. You, You can't discount the amount of wins that he tacked on uh, for Notre Dame this season. I like I said, I, I don't think Drew Pine is the guy that Aaron Roderick is like, Drew, I, I want you to be my guy. I want you to come in here. I think the BYU and well in fact I don't I don't think I know in talking with some people more familiar with the situation is that BYU is evaluating they they they've evaluated double digit Uh, Portal quarterbacks. Does that mean 20, 25, 10? Uh, All I know is it's north of 10. The number of quarterbacks that they have done their due diligence on. Will all... 10, ostensibly, of those guys, if it's 10 guys, come to visit BYU? No, I don't think all of them will. Some of them will say, hey, thank you for your interest, but no thanks. I've got interest elsewhere, and I'm looking at those schools. That, that That's just how, how the portal goes. I had a conversation with somebody when it comes to the transfer portal, and maybe I've already mentioned this on the podcast, but if I haven't, uh, in many ways, the transfer portal is it's it's cutthroat. Uh, you're getting a text in some circumstances as an athlete from uh, uh, from an unknown number saying, hi, this is Coach So-and-so at Insert University name here Uh, we are interested in you uh, potentially uh, being a member of our football program do you have any interest in insert university name here and you say yes they continue the conversation and they may end up uh, setting up uh, an official visit for you to fly out and check out their university or if you say no they say thank you for your time have a great day and that's the end of it it, it, no, no more are these months long, uh, quote-unquote, pursuits when it comes to high school quarterbacks. like That type of stuff, it doesn't really exist anymore in, the, in this transfer portal era. It, it's pretty quick. You, like, you say no, they're on to the next guy. And that's not a bad thing. It actually doesn't waste anybody's time. It doesn't waste the quarterback's time or whatever athlete it might be. I'm, I'm using quarterbacks as an example here. It, it doesn't waste their time and also doesn't waste this other university's time because all of them, it, it's a rat race right now. All 131 FBI programs are combing through that portal texting and reaching out to guys left and right and they are just saying okay are you interested in us no okay on to the next guy and they're like just kind of ticking them off the list probably just crossing them off as they go along here and if they find one they put a big star next to their name and they can continue their pursuit Like I said, BYU's looked at double-digit quarterbacks so far, and I've got faith, and Aaron Roderick said it yesterday as well in his media session. You can go back and listen to it. Uh, You can find it wherever you you find podcasts typically. Just uh, search out that media session. And Aaron said that he always plans to have at least five of what he considers to be the best quarterbacks in the country in in his room if if he can manage it. He mentioned the fact that BYU will be pursuing at least two quarterbacks in this uh, quarterback, uh, I guess not this quarterback room, Uh, he'll be looking at two different, uh, bringing in two different quarterbacks in this recruiting cycle. One ostensibly is already Ryder Burton, the the quarterback out of Springville High School. He'd be a high school guy you come in and develop and maybe he ends up being the guy down the road. And ostensibly at least one transfer for portal quarterback. The the way that Aaron Roderick was speaking yesterday, I took it more as the fact that he thinks that uh, Ryder Burton is off to the side, and he's probably looking at at least two portal quarterbacks coming into BYU. I I am still of the belief, I I will continue to beat this drum, that I think Jaron Hall does move on after this season. He's been very, very adamant that he has not made a decision yet, so we'll wait and find out about that. But I think that BYU is planning on, not planning, on their planning for life after Jaron Hall. And I think that would involve bringing in at least at least two portal quarterbacks to compete with whoever else, uh, whether it's Cade Fenegan, Soljay, Maiava Peters, Nick Phillips on the roster currently, Ryder Burton incoming to the program, to have all of them compete in spring ball for the right to be the next guy for BYU to open the Big 12 era. There's a big opportunity here for whoever ends up being that quarterback because you're going to make history as the first guy to take snaps under center in a new era for BYU football. That, and obviously that's going to carry a big mantle a big weight on your shoulders to be the guy to lead BYU into the Power 5 era of their football program but at the same time there's a number of guys out there I think want nothing more than that. So is Drew Pine a guy that I would bring in if I was BYU? Yeah, I would. I would bring him in in a Baylor-Romney role. I would be very clear with him saying that you're going to compete for the starting job, but understand that if you don't win the job, understand that our history at quarterback, especially with Jaron Hall, has proven that typically we need a guy like you to step in in big moments and be the guy that fills in. Uh, he'll uh, Maybe that pitch is going to fall on deaf ears when it comes to a guy like Drew. Pine, but that's be the pitch I would make for him. Now, uh, in terms of other news with regards to the portal, BYU has brought in Armani uh, Watts. Uh, excuse me. Uh, yeah, Ar- Armani Chapman. I'm Armani Watts. Armani Chapman is a graduate transfer from Virginia Tech, a cornerback type, or could potentially play safety. He started a ton of games out there for the Hokies. He's got a proven production at the Power 5 level. I think guys like this are what BYU should be targeting in the transfer portal. Guys who've got proven production are guys that are looking to have a a, a standout role maybe in their final go as a college football player, use the the pitch that BYU's been using on running backs in the transfer portal. They they go to these guys and say, okay, you got one more year, come in and be the guy. Be our starter and show out in your final season in a BYU uniform. That should be the pitch to all the athletes that BYU is looking at. They also have a number of of Juco uh, guys that have been visiting BYU. There is one in uh, from East LA College, uh, a guy that is an offensive tackle. BYU's doing everything they can to bolster their roster, my friends. That's the thing about this is BYU is making sure that they get the talent influx that they feel like they need to be competitive in the Big 12 in the relatively near future. Now, we also have some news with regards to guys leaving the program from BYU and where they might have landed. Uh, some of you probably saw it on social media. I tweeted it out, but Campbell Barrington, the younger brother of Clark Barrington, a regular contributor to this program, he has announced that he is committed to the Baylor Bears. He is headed to rejoin Jeff Grimes and Eric Mateos, and I don't think any of us should be surprised by this. Eric Mateos and Jeff Grimes are a fantastic tandem. They did great things with the offensive line here at BYU, and Campbell Barrington, uh, based on all the reports out there, uh, feels like his best opportunity to get the best out, best, out of his career is to find a better situation for himself, and he feels like Baylor is the place to go. And talking with some folks down there in Waco they feel like this is a great great pickup for the Bears because they lose a lot of guys along their offensive line uh, this coming offseason and I think Campbell is going to be great honestly I think Campbell could be a starter down there at Baylor and I wish him nothing but the best I will be rooting on the Baylor Bears and if BYU gets the opportunity to face Baylor in the next two to three years they very well could see uh, number 71 uh, that's what oh no you, were, no you were 74 excuse me Campbell Barrington was running number 74 if I recall correctly for BYU very well could see him suited up opposite them in a matchup between the Bears and the Cougars and I uh I'm going to be torn on it. I I think the Barrington family is phenomenal. I've gotten to know Clark on a fairly deep level with regards to doing these interviews here on the podcast all season long, and I'm going to be rooting on Campbell Barrington. You 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 can make that decision for yourself as to how you're going to go about it, but I wish him nothing but the best as he moves forward here. But I think it's a great spot for him to land in. He'll be able to develop under the tutelage of Eric Mateos and Jeff Grimes further, and uh, looking forward to seeing how he continues to uh, play throughout the rest of his playing career. Now, as a member of the Baylor uh, football program. Now, one other note with regards to the transfer portal, my friends, is that it's going to continue to spin and spin and spin. I would expect that BYU will not have any other guys go into the portal until after the bowl game. Uh, After Saturday, all bets are off. Guys could decide you know what, I I did my duty, I I stayed through the bowl game and I'm I'm taking off now. I think you'll see another small influx of guys from BYU entering the portal uh, coming up next week and maybe the week after that. But then at that point, you continue to have to kind of monitor the situation because the transfer portal does stay open until January 18th. It's a six-week window, It's and it's going to stay open for a while here, so don't get uh, too over your skis with regards to, BYU hasn't brought anybody in yet. They haven't committed anybody. It's a, it's a long process, and the crazy thing about it is once you go into the portal, you can stay in the portal for as long as you feel like you need to to find the right option for you. A guy like Campbell Barrington with him committing to Baylor, I assume he exits the portal very, very relatively quickly here and he'll be out of the portal but there could be guys who end up spending months and if not years in the portal as well So uh, it's kind of a long play here. BYU is doing their due diligence. Be be assured of that. But at the same time, understand that it's kind of a, it's a feeling out process here because not everybody, all the talent that you may think is going to go into the portal has gone in there quite yet. And after the bowl season, after each of these bowl games, there could be guys that go into the portal. You're like, hey, that's the guy we're interested in. Ding, ding, ding. And if you were to go and fill up your roster with the initial influx of guys going into the portal, there was already, I think they said a thousand. And in there when it came to the first week of the transfer portal. Well, if you'd already filled up all of your slots and all of a sudden another t- more talented guy pops up, you're going to tell the guy you just committed to say, you know what? Instead, uh, can you jump back in the portal? We're going to go after this guy. Uh, yeah, just... Let's just pump the brakes a little bit when it comes to the transfer portal. All right, uh, enough on that. Let's round out today's show with some final thoughts on the Pirate himself, former BYU alumnus, uh, just a -a one-of-a-kind individual, Mike Leach. We'll talk about that here in just a moment. First, a word on our friends over at BetOnline. Absolutely love this company. They have been phenomenal to us for so many years here on the Locked On Podcast Network. They are your number one source for all your sports betting needs, Uh, info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to the college bowl season to basketball and the world cup and soccer. They've got it all at bet online and check it out. My friends, if you like sports podcasts, you can even find those at bet online as well. They are the fastest and the easiest way to get all of your sports betting information and also get in on the betting. If you want to do that, no matter what you're looking for, bet online's got it for you. So head to the website today, use your mobile device to learn more. Now that's bet online where the game starts. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Always appreciate you guys checking out the show. You guys are phenomenal uh, with your support of the podcast. I tweeted this out. uh, I think I did it on Tuesday. I was just interested to see where we stood for the year because – I've been doing this podcast for four plus years now uh, almost coming on four and a half years and each year has gotten successively better and better in terms of the overall growth listens views all that stuff and we added the YouTube element uh, to our stable here at locked on Cougars and uh, combined with all the listens on uh, various podcast providers throughout the year uh, you guys out there in Cougar Nation have contributed north of 930,000 views and or listens over the last 12 months. Months And the YouTube element did not come into effect until April 1st. So there is an extra, what, three months uh, at least that we did not have uh, the, the the YouTube numbers there. We have an outside shot to finish the year with a million views and or listens which would blow the water We had I think it was six hundred and some odd Thou uh, 600,000 plus uh, listens last year. Well, you involve the YouTube numbers you guys The fact that you guys have checked this podcast out uh, potentially a million times in a 12 month period It's downright humbling uh, to yours truly. I I, I love what I do. I love sitting down. I love talking about all things BYU, and I'm glad you guys find it of worth. But, man, those numbers, man (laughs) – those jeez, they make me uh, kind of they're like a bit staggering. Let's just put it that way. But uh, so thank you uh, from the bottom of my heart for your guys support. It, it really does mean the world to me that you guys check out this podcast as often as you do. And to all you daily listeners, you, you sometimes listeners, your first time listeners, all of you out there. Thank you to all of you for the support. And it's a it's a fun, fun thing. And hey. We're going to keep grinding. We look forward to topping that next year. If we don't get make it to a million this year in 2022, guess what? The goal for 2023 is a million, maybe a million and a half. That's what we're gunning for, and just thank you for being a part of it and continue to share this with your family and friends. All right, Uh, before I get uh, too far gone on that, I do want to say our thoughts, prayers, condolences go out to the Leach family. Uh, Mike Leach, uh, a former BYU rugby player and alumnus of Brigham Young University, a guy who uh, realized that Lavelle Edwards had a very innovative offense and essentially went and sat at Practice at BYU and learn the interest intricacies of what BYU is doing offensively. And that kind of jump started his career in coaching. He was a graduate assistant for a hot minute uh, for Lavelle Edwards, if I'm not mistaken. Went and worked at so many different places, building his reputation, working with Hal Mummy, uh, who is considered to be the innovator of the air raid offense. And uh, Mike Leach brought it to the national consciousness, doing what he did at Oklahoma, Texas Tech, Washington State most recently Mississippi State. Uh, for the pirate, uh, just 61 to have passed away uh, Monday evening is just it's devastating because one thing I know about Mike Leach and trust me, I, I don't have the the, the personal uh, stories about coach leach i spent as much time as probably you guys did on social media yesterday just reading all the tributes and fun stories about one of the unique characters uh in college football and just in in, in life in general uh and what i took away from it is this is a guy who did things his way and the the, the crazy thing about it is had just oodles of success while doing it and To his family, uh, wife, kids, brothers, parents, Uh, he's actually got a brother who's worked here in in Utah Valley for years as a real estate agent, as I understand it. His parents actually live here in in Utah County as well. His kids, uh, two of them, uh, Cody, his son, worked for the BYU football program for a time. His daughter also worked with BYU Athletics during their uh, time as students at Brigham Young University. The ties between Mike Leach and Brigham Young University run very, very deep, and uh, for him to be gone so soon is just—it's devastating. Uh, that's the thing about this is I'm going to miss Mike Leach because his press conferences, his quips, his his one-liners, his uh, halftime interviews, his just soliloquies on life and uh, uh, extraterrestrial. Uh, you guys know you guys know the depth and breadth of everything that he weighed in on uh, during his coaching career and in his life, and just to lose him, we're losing a national treasure. So. Uh, let me just add my my voice to all of those out there saying, uh, "Rest in peace, Coach Leach." Thank you uh, for the memories, and we're gonna miss you. Uh, and and uh, Sean Walker, I'll give him credit on this. Uh, one of my compatriots in the B- B- BYU Media Corps, uh, he has been stumping, and he actually got in the ear of some BYU uh, administrators yesterday. And uh, good on him. I I wouldn't have thought about this, but Sean was on it. Uh, he is advocating for BYU to do something with their helmets, whether it's put like a Jolly Rogers sticker on the back. Of their helmets to honor the Pirate. Uh, Leach, despite never coaching at BYU outside of being a graduate assistant, he's part of BYU. He's part of the pantheon. uh, You can count him as part of the Lavelle Edwards coaching tree if you want to. I, I would count him as part of it. And I hope BYU does something to honor him uh, wear a sticker have a, a pregame moment of silence I'm sure that's going to happen regardless actually at the New Mexico Bowl But I hope BYU does something special to honor one of their own because Mike Leach as I mentioned Just a national treasure and a guy gone way way too soon. All right uh, We will wrap things up on that note and once again just our thoughts prayers and condolences go out to the Leach family at this time and hey As I'm going to say, I said this on social media, swing your sword high in the heavens, uh, Coach Leach. We love you, we miss you, and hope to see you again soon. All right, that'll do it. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Make sure you check out Locked On Big 12. Uh, Make it your second listen. It's a great podcast covering all things Big 12 football. Get that free and available wherever you get your podcasts and also on YouTube. Have a great rest of your day. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast. See ya.